Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, millions of dollars in your bank account, millions of people, or maybe just millions of hugs. Today, I have something really special for you. We're going to be talking mostly about impact, a little bit about income. I have Barry Shore. He sent me all these business cards. So these business cards that I have, if you can't see them, if you are not joining us on YouTube, he sent me all these business cards. One of them says, your words matter. Then the back says, be impeccably careful with your words. Speech is a vessel that channels your blessing into the world. Another one, doing doing of good power of one person learn to love dog poop i want to know what this is about barry where did this come from we're going to get to that in just a second barry very sure the gentleman joining me has such an amazing story so he is known as the ambassador of joy he helps people smile he's been featured in oprah's magazine the o magazine he also swims quite a bit because at one time he was paralyzed. So Barry, welcome to the show. I know like I just gave you an intro all over the place, but you have to be one of the happiest people I've ever met. Tell me a little bit about your story. Like where did all of this start for you? Were you always this happy? Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings and good looking people. Now, Steve, how can I make the categorical statement that all the thousands, tens of thousands of people that are going to be watching this and listening around the world are all good looking? Because by definition, if they tuned in to listen to Steve Werner and what he offers, means they're always looking for and finding the good. That's a good looking person, Steve. Someone who's looking for and finding the good in life. And yes, the simple answer to your question is, I have always been happy have I always been this happy? Well, it's exponential because, because of what you just mentioned. Let me, let's just go deep. And you ask, you know, where does it all begin and such? I'd like to talk about the three fundamentals of life. First one is number one, life has purpose. Lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. Now in this case, that's a good number two. And you go mad. See, when you lead a purpose-driven life like Steve Werner, you become mad. Mean mad means make a difference in life. And the third fundamental is to unlock the power and the sequence of everyday words and terms. Like, for instance, right now, this is being carried over that magical, mythical, mystical platform called the internet. If you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, it tells us it has to do with the internet, right? But in our world, Steve, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for, drum roll, fanfare, da-da, da-da. What a wonderful world. <laughs> and what is the word? W-H-A-T-A, right? What a wonderful word, world. And whenever you, you know this song by Louis Armstrong, right? Satchmo, you know, it's yeah. and not just tens of millions, a hundred millions, but billions of people around the planet when they hear the word, the song, what a wonderful world. What do you do right away? You can't help it, you smile. Now smile is one of the most important words you've ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life because it stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. So the story of Barry Shore, I'll just, I won't go back to the beginning when I came out of the womb, like speaking just like I am now, so my mother said, and everybody around said, 
Barry came out of the womb already talking. <laughs> but let's just go back um, to the year 2004, which is now almost 18 years ago. I'm standing up, imagine this, standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening be in the hospital totally, completely paralyzed. Not from an automobile accident, Steve, not a spinal injury, a rare disease, which I never heard of the day before, took over my body, and overnight, I became what's known as a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved from my neck down. All I could do was blink my eyes. That's it. Quadriplegic. 144 days in the hospital. I was two years in a hospital bed in my own home. I couldn't turn over by myself. Four years in a wheelchair. I have braces on both my legs, my hips, and my ankles. That was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. I have helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice. Positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of this one word, smile. Seeing miracles in life every day. But I will tell you something interesting. I just realized, um, Thank God the masquerade is over. We're able to talk to people again, right? Without Zoom. I gave a, a, spe a speech. I gave a talk recently, uh, just a few weeks ago. There were over 1,100 people in the audience. I'm telling the story about Barry Shore and uh, about seeing miracles in life every day. People raise their hand and say, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I've been there for hours. Right? I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water to drink, food to eat, a place to sleep, family, friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. And what's the proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning, Steve. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching this or listening to it, you didn't. You have an obligation to learn to live life to the full, to live exuberantly. You can do it. Matter of fact, you are the key. The reason I'm here today is not because Steve Werner loves me, even though he does, and I'm the happiest person he knows, and he's a wonderful fellow. He is. It's all about you. Why are you? This has very little to do with me or him. This is all about how you become the best you possible, because when you are, you make the world a better place, right? You build more bridges of harmony, you create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. So I'm just going to offer one thing, then we're going to ask, like, ask me another question. The word joy is an amazing acronym that stands for journey of you. <laughs> That's the real joy in life, the journey of you. What are you doing with the time that you have on this planet? whether it's measured in minutes, hours, weeks, days, years, or decades, or in my case, I hope over centuries. <laughs> How do you like that one? I'm going I love that. it. So that's why we're here. That's the backstory of the reason why now I am happier today than I ever was exponentially because of going through this very narrow, difficult, very tough place called paralysis. Hello? So Barry, your story is so inspiring. Um, like you're sharing so much with the audience. I want to hear though, like what happened? So you, you spent all the time in the hospital. Were you angry? Were you frustrated? Were you bitter? 
or how did you get to, because you said you got here and you're exponentially more happy now because you went through the pain, you went through that narrow area. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people, especially ones just getting started in business or they're building a business, or maybe they're just listening to this, like thinking about starting a business where the world is today. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of uncertainty. And you had to experience all that and come out on the other side. So I want to hear what you learned going through that, that made you so happy today. So th this is so important what you're bringing out here, Steve. And let's, yes, let's relate it to what people are going through. Not everybody has to go through paralysis. I don't wish on anybody, anybody, it, it, because, because it, it plays havoc, wreaks havoc with your mind. When people introduce me these days, I am also known as a mental health activist because mm -hmm. mental health is the most important aspect of your well-being. I mean, we know it, we, we give lip service to it, we say, yeah, 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 but the reality of life is that everybody is challenged dramatically, traumatically on a regular basis because stress is a necessary part of life. We'll talk about that a little later as we go along uh, because it's, very, it's important to understand how stress can be a benefit to you. You hear that? Not to run away from it or shy away or something. Stress is your ally. It's, now, let's go, I'm going to tell you a story that happened in the hospital. Remember, I was in the hospital 144 days, 11 days in the ICU, and 144 days altogether, plus two years in a hospital bed in my own home. I couldn't turn over. But in this hospital stay, nothing in my body moved. They would pick me up and move me around to do tests every once in a while. And I think it was about the third week in, because I was not able to see calendars and such, but I was calculating my days and such. Um, this particular nurse that I had, a uh, male nurse, I think it was the third or fourth day that we were together, and he stops the gurney in the hallway. I remember what day it was and what time, because I could see out the window, sort of dusk area. He stops the gurney, leans down, and he asks me, he says, Mr. Shaw, can I ask you a personal question? So in addition to being incapable of moving, I could barely speak a word of this Everything about me was compromised. Mm -hmm. He said, look, I specialize in people who are par paralyzed. I've never met anybody who's not angry and bitter, as you just pointed out. How come you're not angry and bitter? And I realized at that moment, Steve, that he was asking me the great existential question, which of course is, why me, God? Why did you do this to me? I wasn't asking that. I was asking, okay, God, well, I'm just a regular guy. What am I supposed to do? What do you want? And I can tell you something, at that moment, 55 years on the planet, I had not known such calm, such awareness, and complete trust and confidence that whatever was going to happen was going to be fine. I had no idea if it was going to move again, ever going to turn over, I was going to be able to walk in any way or swim, anything. And yet I was completely, totally calm, not angry, not bitter. And Thank God, over the course of years, because that's how long it took, I've gotten to the point now, I can't sit up in this chair by myself. I have to use the arms to push it like that. 
hey, okay. But you see, if those are watching, I move my arms. And I'm gonna tell you a story when Steve lets me about swimming and it's gonna make your eyeballs pop out as it does mine when I think about it and I do it. <laughs> but the ability to go through a place of narrowness and come out with calm and aware, filled with love. My, by the way, the recipe I give or people ask me is what they call PTL. And I don't mean praise the Lord, even though it's very nice. The PTL stands for prayer, therapy, and love. And the interesting part about love, Steve, is not about giving it. In my case, it was much harder to receive. I was overwhelmed by people who were wishing me well, who were praying for me and loving me and taking care of me. Without my wife, I'd just be a bunch of protoplasm my son and my family and friends. I, I had a lot of love. That's a great song, by the way. You know, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I used to play it in my mind. But it was much harder for me to accept it and receive it than to be giving it. But prayer therapy, I worked really, really hard just to move a muscle. I can tell you stories, we don't want to belabor it, but suffice to say, going through that dark time and getting to a point of calm and aware, it was light after that. So, okay, I have a question. And I think, like that guy asked you the question in the wheelchair and you said, you know, I wasn't angry, I wasn't upset. Um, I was just glad to be there. Was there ever a time that you were angry? Because I think a lot of people like the idea of like, being calm, being peaceful, getting over it, but they they lack any kind of skill. So you said you're a mental health activist, which I I know you are. So talk to me a little bit. I'm trying to get to the tool that you used. What happened? Because you had, I mean, you're telling me you were never angry or did you have some anger and resentment and you learned how to overcome it? <clears throat> it's so important when I, talk to, with people and to people and people ask the question that I disclose completely, transparent. No, I was not angry. I was not bitter. Was I confused? Oh, yes. <laughs> was it startling and stunning and a change of life overnight? Oh, yes. But not angry and bitter. Now, a lot of that has to do with, you asked me, was I always this way, happy? So yes, prior to being this particular situation, which happened on September 17, 2004, I was living life in joy and happiness, peace and love. But like most everybody, gone through many, many series of ups and downs. I had big ups, I can tell you. I had big downs. I mean, I just to give a down. I lost $40 million in the course of a year. That wiped out almost my entire fortune, which I built up over years before. I had done very well, mm -hmm. but I've been through stuff. 
but I learned early on, and if you look at my book at all, which I, by the way, I make a shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug, mm, be aware. Uh, go to barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E.com slash book. And you'll be able to get my book, ebook or physical, 22% off because the year 2022. And because of Steve Werner, yes, he asked me, is there something special we can do for people? I said, yes, here it is. The book is 22% off the price and no sales tax, no shipping and handling fees, nothing hidden. It's straight there. But the book is valuable. It's called The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy. And it talks about the 11 strategies for learning how to live and enjoy daily. And I detail a number of the people that I had been privileged to meet throughout my life that gave me insights that, okay, most people don't get because they haven't done the things that I did, like shoveling snow, selling scorecards outside of Fenway Park. Okay, if you don't live in the United States of America, you have to Google Fenway Park. If you live in the United States of America, and you don't know Fenway Park, Google Fenway Park. I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and I can do Boston. I, I can speak that way if I want to. You can speak I Boston? I can, I, I can park my car as well as anybody can. I've been through Harvard time many times and such. So yes, yeah, so I can do it. But the point is that even at the tender age of 12, 13, 14, 15, I interacted and met people that helped guide me in my life. But I want to, before I go to that story, I want to tell you one other story, which is absolutely fundamental. Now, again, everybody has their own story that you can tell. And I urge people to, by the way, look at your story. I'm going to give you a, a simple exercise to do in just a few minutes. Um, my mother, no longer with us physically, but my mother is, was my greatest model growing up. One of the reasons is because my mother was born with a red wine stain over three quarters of her face and a bit pockmarked. Now, in today's enlightened world, certainly in America, we don't do bullying in school, right? Well, hello, kids are kids, people are people. Okay, there's much less of it and people are more cognizant of it today than they were, say, 100 years ago. But can you imagine being a young girl, a girl growing up with a red wine stain and it's pockmarked? Ah, I can't. It wasn't that my mother got through it. She somehow just, okay, that's what it is, and just went on. Now, how do we know this? Because first of all, my mother was the most positive, upbeat, pleasant person I ever met in my life. Now, of yeah. course, I didn't meet her till later. <laughs> but when we we met some of her high school friends, because they would, my mother was still friends with people that she knew when she was growing up. And mm -hmm. I, we asked them, her friends, she said, well, hey, well, that's Frances. What do you want? That's the way she is. She was her. She didn't have this chip. And she didn't say, well, I'll get through it. I'll do the best I can. And she had friends. She got married to a wonderful, handsome man, my father, three wonderful kids. I'm the oldest, firstborn boy in a Jewish household. Gee, hello. You know, loved by my, worshiped by my mother, loved by my father. And so, but the, she was a model of what you do in life. And she actually instructed me without saying these words, but later I understood them, I codified them for myself. 
the six most important words you could ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life. And they are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Stuff happens to everybody, everybody. How you respond is the key. Will it change anything? Did I get up after I decided, oh, I'm not going to be angry at the fact that I'm paralyzed? Well, then all of a sudden I get up and that changed my destiny. Hello. <laughs> you know, I'll give you an example. I'm in bed. Two plus years, Steve. Mm -hmm. In my mind, my goal was to be able to sit up and put my feet over the side of the bed. That was, for me, the goal. That was the goal. That was it. That was the goal. It took over two years, but I did it. That was it. I didn't say stand up. I didn't say walk around, run. I was focused on something that I wanted to be able to have to do. Now, it still takes me 10 minutes to get out of bed today. And I can't just put my feet over the bed and stand up. I have to push and hold on to something. I have little mechanisms around. So I still par paralyze basically from the waist down in certain areas. But it's okay. What do you do with what you have? Go back to your analogy about business. There is, in my humble opinion, nothing greater than being a business. And I don't mean to do that and say, you know, with, uh, how should we say, hyperbole. Nothing greater. I don't care if you're a solopreneur. I don't care if you're running 10 people in your office, 100 people, 1,000 people. I work with some people that have over 100,000 people they call employees who are looking, maintaining culture, a true growth-oriented culture. But the real point of business is the following. Most people never see this, Steve, but you're going to do this as revelation for everybody watching and listening. If you write down the word business, it's spelled B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. -S. Of course, notice this, the U comes before the I. See, if you're in business because, hey, I want to, uh, I have a great idea. I want to go out there. I'm going to make a lot of money. And fine, you can hustle. You go out there and go, go, go. You, might, you may succeed, probably succeed, fine. But if you understand the essence of business, that the you comes before the I, and it's all about what value do I bring? How does that help Steve Werner if Barry Shaw is happy? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I can bring value in my business to a lot of people. People want to know, okay, Barry Shaw, what is it that you do that can help me get better? That's what I do. That's part of my business, barryshaw.com. It's part of my business. Yes, of course, I have courses and such. And I teach, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but very, I don't, I don't take any new people. So that's not available. But I have videos and workbooks because it's a process. When you bring value to people, there's a shift in perspective. This is so important, Steve. Now, I've met a lot of people. I've spoken with thousands, tens of thousands of people. And I can tell you, many times, most people can't pronounce the F in shift. And the other stuff happens. It's shift happens. You got to be very careful with the F in there. Well, the other stuff happens, right? You got it. So when you understand that we're talking about small, 
shift. Just like we said, business. Well, of course I know how to spell business. Yeah, but you understand the essence of it. The you comes before the I. When that happens, when you are customer oriented and you're really there to create relationships and you're there to give value, then something happens in the world called the law of attraction. I'm sure you, Steve, you speak about this a lot because your yeah. whole world is built on clarity. We're not talking about foo-foo. We're not talking about fluff. We're talking about real dollars and cents building a, a functional, ongoing, profitable business. That's clarity. That's what Steve Werner is all about. This is clarity we're talking about. The law of attraction, when people hear the word law, they bristle, they contract because they think of law as something that is um, out there to get them, or they think of the police, you know, with the, the spinning siren or something. We're going to remember we're doing a shift. Three fundamentals life has purpose, go mad, make a difference, uncover the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Law stands for love and wisdom. Love and wisdom. That's the law of attraction. When you shift your perspective and you're here to be of service, to be giving, and to make sure that everything you do in your business is oriented that way, you will attract people to you. You will attract people who need and want what you have. Money will come. Money is a result. If you chase after money, yes, you might get it. I know a lot of people out there that hustle money and, and make a lot of it. I know people who are far more capable, who work in the law of attraction and build value. Uh, somebody I interviewed just uh, about a year or so ago with one of the founders of Priceline. And he nice. told me this, this same process in his life. Yeah, he wanted the Ferrari. And his friends told him, what are you talking about, a Ferrari? You know where you come from. Come on. He said, well, somebody gets a Ferrari. He said, yeah, that's fine. What are you going to do? And they asked him, what are you going to do to get it? And that's when he said it clicked. What are you going to do? What are you going to give? What do, what do you bring that will help other people? The most listened to radio frequency in the entire world, no matter where you live, no matter what language you speak, is W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? When you can bring something to the other person and they say, oh, wow, that's, that's good. I can use that. I need that. I want that. I don't like living in stress. I want to learn how to use stress. Well, what, where do I sign up? What do I do? <laughs> that's the law of attraction. You can't handle the money. It will be so much. You hear me? This is where... Well, I think people are missing out on something and they're not want, looking at that word and saying, oh yeah, the you, because they're thinking of themselves. I right. want to make money. Yeah, I have a great idea. I'm going to do that. I, 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 yes. What are you offering? Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? 
Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. So, yeah, my question to that, I I think that you are correct, but I also see people that are, they're so bent that you hear people say, I just want to serve other people. I just want to serve other people. And they have a hard time selling and making, like they have a hard time with that side, right? Like I see both sides and I feel like there's a middle. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, so first of all, that was a great setup. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) Because it could have sounded as if I was saying, well, yeah, just go out and serve and it's okay. In my humble opinion, I told you before, starting a business, running a business is one of the greatest callings in life. I will add to that, that sales and selling is the fundamental process that enables everything. Nothing happens until one person sells something to somebody else. Again, for benefit. Right. Yeah, you could be a, I call a jerk. I didn't, because I can't find another word usually. I've tried, I can't find it. Then you're out there hustling and you know it's no good for anybody. You know, this person can't afford it. This person shouldn't have it. That's not selling, that's hustling. Okay, hustle has a positive aspect. But to learn how to sell, because selling means using two of these and Mm -hmm. one of these. It's not selling techniques. You know, I, I have a couple of friends that are famous sales trainers. They teach techniques, tools. Here's your toolkit. You need to use the puppy dog clothes. You need to use this kind of clothes and that and learn how to do these different sets of training tactics. By the way, if they work and you have a great service or product and it fits, that's wonderful because nothing happens till somebody sells something to somebody else and something is bought. It, it's wonderful. It keeps the whole world moving and flowing. Selling is essential. And when you recognize that you have an obligation, I'm using this word, you have an obligation to learn how to do it well, then you will never, listen to Barry Shore in this, because I've done a lot of what people call selling in the hundreds of millions of dollars, not tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. You will never have to sell because it will be the natural result of a conversation that probes, that listens, that understands, and offers a result and a solution. When you offer result and solution, then the natural result is what other people call a sale. And then the most important part of selling begins. When the person on the other side or the people or the group or the company says yes and signs an agreement and starts having, that's when real selling begins. 
because now, you know, okay, you're going to buy these 32 tractors for me? Well, wait, now you have to deliver on time. Right. Make sure everything works. And whether it's widgets or data from the cloud, it doesn't matter, but you got to make sure that things happen now. So selling is an ongoing process. And again, I think the heroes of business and the heroes of the economy are people in the sales field. And when you learn how to do it well, it becomes what I call the ultimate four letter FU word, fun, fun, because fun is spelled FU, capital N, capital N. So what does that stand for? Oh, I'm not gonna tell you right now, we'll do it later. <laughs> All right, People I mean, you've got- always ask that, they wanna know. <laughs> well, you, I, I wanna touch on, I wanna yes. touch on these cards. So tell me yes. a little bit. Okay. About so, these cards. Okay. So, so when I got cards, to know Barry, Barry sent me all of these business cards that have different sayings on them. So tell me a little bit about the cards, Barry. Okay. So let's look at, let's just pick one out right now and use the one, get uncomfortable. You might have it handy. I'm not sure if you do. Okay. Um, it says get uncomfortable. It's these cards represent the 11 strategies for live, learning to live life in joy daily, no matter the circumstances. So if you can find it, wonderful, Steve. I'm, I'm um, looking. I okay. don't have that one. Okay. Well, it says get out of your comfort zone, something like that. Get uncomfortable. Okay. Get out of your, because it says on the other side, um, comfort zone is where dreams go to die. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because it relates to swimming, which I'll touch on a little bit, but it relates to a, an amazing woman that I'm very privileged to know. Her name is Aida, A-I-D-A. And if you don't know the opera, there's a, there's a famous song, the, the March in, uh, in Aida. It's world famous, worth, worth it to Google it and YouTube and listen to it. Okay, so Aida, when I met her, <clears throat> And Steve mentioned about swimming, so I just take a, a short detour. Uh, suffice it to say that part of my uh, regain ability to regain some of my upper body movement, even my legs a little bit, is that I have a dear friend who is the greatest aquatic therapist in America. You know how I know that? Because he told me. <laughs> Again, I love people who know what they're doing, and they he's, he sold me on him. I love it. And he was a good friend, neighbor, and he said, I, I saw, I know what happened. And he saw me in the wheelchair one day, they were moving around. And I'm going to have you out of that wheelchair up and walking within a year. Okay, it didn't happen, but um, it was still wonderful. And he got me in the pool. And again, remember, I'm, I'm completely paralyzed. So they put flotation devices on my arms, flotation devices on my legs, flotation device around my belly. And he had his people moving me and just trying to do something, see if there's electric impulses, can something come back? Uh, I'll make the story very short, but within a year or so, just over a year, all of a sudden I could move my arms over my head. <laughs> Which is awesome. And I, and I was, yeah, I was moving. And I just kept doing that and I hit my head against the side of the pool. I said, wow, that's wonderful. In other words, I was moving. And that particular day, I remember what it was, it was November 18th about a year and a half after I became paralyzed, 
um, I kept swimming back and forth in the pool nonstop for 98 minutes, Steve. 98 minutes. 98 minutes nonstop. I didn't want, I was, if I could have, I would have jumped out of the pool and started dancing. I couldn't, obviously, because I was moving for the first time. I was moving my arms on my head and I had a flotation device so I couldn't sink and drown. And I did a, a mile in 98 minutes. So now I'll, I'll tell you the rest of the story about swimming a little bit later. But suffice to say that now I'm, I wanted to do a mile more than just once. I wanted to do it twice a week, then three times, four times, five times. So uh, nearby where we live, the, the, the pools in America are wonderful. And they have oftentimes these um, things called Hoyer lifts, but it's a lift that you can put the wheelchair next to, get moving the wheelchair to the lift. And there's a mechanism that you can moves in and puts me in the water. And again, with flotation devices on me, I was gonna be able to swim. And I'm swimming in my lane and in the lane, this is what they call the special needs lane. There's a woman walking, walking in the water, not on the water, because last time that mm -hmm. happened caused problems. Um, so she's walking in the water and she's holding on to the lane line. So I'm swimming and she's holding on. And of course, when I stop, we start talking. because That's what we do, right? I love people. Her name is Aida. And she was at the time 95. Wow. 95 and she was in the water because she wants to exercise and being see if, if you walk on land people who don't understand these things i've fallen down a lot of times and it hurts and you can break things and especially if somebody 95 she didn't want to do it but in the water you don't have to worry about falling right Hello? right <laughs> it's very good and so we started talking and and she said to me I just love your attitude. She said, look, I'm 95. I'm happy to be alive, but I want to be like you. And she says, how do we do that? She says, well, first of all, I said, you don't want to be me. You want to be you. You want to be the best you. That's great. And I started working with her with the 11 different strategies for living in joy daily. And her favorite is get uncomfortable. That's her favorite. That is the truth. Because she, she says the comfort zone is where dreams go to die. So until you tell, tell you two things about the get uncomfortable. Number one, we're talking about this. We're not talking about putting a pebble in your shoe, Steve, and walking around all day going, ah. We're talking about something like what I do when I first learned of this is to brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand. That's an so interesting right. one. So I started brushing my teeth with my left hand. That's not easy. It was uncomfortable, but guess what it did? It made me think I had to be mindful of what I was doing. See, getting out of your comfort zone is enough of a, just a small shift. Remember the F and shift. And yep. now you are becoming mindful instead of mindless doing certain things. So right now you people brush your teeth. It's sort of a mindless activity. So even driving a car oftentimes. So I tell people, okay, let's, you walk out of your house, you always turn right because you go to the driveway to get in your car, walk out of your house, consciously turn left and walk about six or seven steps and then turn around, and go back. But you did it consciously. So Aida loved this. And she said, this is what made the difference in her life. And here's where it gets really fun. Last October, I sang happy birthday to Aida on her 109th birthday. I love it. 
<laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 109. And here's the best part. When I, I had to call because of the COVID thing. So I call and her assistant, Jenny, puts her on the phone. She says, hi, Barry, sing me a song. Because I used to sing to her at the pool and such. But she's 109. She remembered my name. I don't remember awesome. my name sometimes. <laughs> and she attributes these things to learning these different strategies. These things work. It's not that Barry should have made up a bunch of stuff. So these cards you have, your words matter. What you say, how you say it makes a difference in the world. You know that. I love it. Somebody, did I tell you how much I appreciate you? Can you imagine picking up the phone? And I do, I, I urge people, I teach this to people, I work with people. Imagine picking up the phone three times in a week and somebody that you like, here's how I do it. Somebody you like, somebody that you sort of like, and somebody that you don't like. Pick up the phone and you say, I was just thinking about you, I just wanna tell you how much I appreciate you. What? You don't have to get into conversation. That's it. Well, you know, I just want to let you know, that's it. Or if there's a voice message, you leave a voice message. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. And you start doing this and you build up this muscle. These strategies are so wonderful because they work. <laughs> the best part, these cards, uh, for instance, the keep smiling card. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to belabor it but I do want to tell you two things about the keep smiling cards. Do you happen to have that one handy? I have the one that says smile. Yeah. Okay. Let's do smile. Okay. Okay. Cause there's another one that's called keep smiling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's, we'll get back to that. Let's do something else for the moment. Okay. The, um, I mean, we can do any of the cards that you want. You tell me where you want to go. Okay. Let's there are a lot of them. There's this one that reads, keep smiling. I'll hold up one of them because you can't find it at the moment because this card that reads, keep smiling. Okay. More than 3 million of these cards have been given out in the past 20 years. All That's awesome. All over the world in 27 languages. If keep smiling in 27 languages, people love them. They love giving them. They love receiving them, receiving them. And mm -hmm. here's how I know. There's a, I could tell you this story at, at least 22 times that we know of. This particular one, her name is Heather. And she was 23 at the time. She lived in New England, where, where I was raised, as you know. And um, she decided that she was leaving, gonna check out. She looked around in her particular little city. It was the tallest building that she could find um, that had a door open at the roof because she went to all the different buildings, was 13 stories tall. And uh, it was Monday morning. It was in winter, it was cold, it was overcast. There had been some snow. It was slushy. I mean, this is New England winter. Yeah, yeah. Monday morning, she's leaving. She's wearing her hoodie, head down. And about eight, 
6.56 or so in the morning because she's moving towards the building. And she's walking along and she steps on something, a, a blue card. She says, I have no idea why. And she was looking down there. She has no idea why I stopped even to look at the writing on it. But she stopped for a moment and it had some writing. So she picked it up for whatever reason. And it read, keep smiling. Mm -hmm. And she said she had a little grin on her face and said, God, that's a lousy joke. Because she's, she's committing suicide. She's leaving. Mm -hmm. At that moment, somebody passed by on her right-hand side and says, good morning. Try and stay warm. Pass, somebody passed on her left-hand side and say, you know, it's cold out. I hope you're warm enough. People kept walking by her and wishing her well. She said she was standing there, she couldn't move. She said it felt like about 20 minutes. It was probably about 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Right. But she had this keep smiling card in her hand. She crushed it, put it in her hoodie, turned around, went back home. That was about nine years ago. She says she still struggles because she sent me the email, told me the story. She still mm -hmm. struggles but she keeps the card right she says i'm gonna make it i know i'm gonna make it it's a struggle a keep smiling card save somebody's life that's what these cards are about so these are not just gee this is nice stuff and it's good like hallmark barry Shaw is a little hallmark <laughs> these are cards that are reminders to be given away. I'm actually only sorry about one thing, Steve, that you said you still have some because mm -hmm. you give them all away and I need more. That's the whole point. And I said, we've given, thank God, millions and millions of them. So I urge people again, go to barryshore.com. There's a free gift there. You get several of my videos for free to just begin the process of learning about these different strategies. Do it, it's wonderful stuff. Or go to barryshaw.com slash book, get the book. And we include cards with the book. They don't just get the book. You get the joy cards. Remember, joy stands for journey of you. These so, make a difference. You can become mad. Mad means make a difference. They were all of these. We're going to list. So Ooh, in the description, in uh -oh. the description, uh oh, I can't hear you. I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm still speaking. Steve is smiling. The, oh, there we go. The so in the description down below, we will link to Barry's book as well as Barry's website. Make sure you go check him out. Barry, I want to wrap this up with a bow on it. If there was one thing that you could tell somebody, and it can't be keep smiling because we already said that one on the card. If there's one thing that you could tell people that makes the biggest difference, what would that be? Learn to love dog poop. Did tell me what that means, because I have that card. Right. If you have that card, let's take a look at it. Let me don't don't put it up yet. Because dog poop is an amazing acronym. First of all, everybody knows what dog poop is, right? <laughs> but we're going to shift your perspective. 
we're going to put it into the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Dog poop stands for doing of good, power of one person. Doing of good, power of one person. Everybody knows what a chiropractor is, right, Steve? You know, if you're feeling out mm -hmm. of sorts and you're physically out there, you go to the chiropractor and he or she goes, <clears throat> and now you're aligned and you can carry yourself easy. You're flowing, right? Yep. Well, we want to do the same thing in your own being. You want to become your own spiritual chiropractor. You want to make sure that you have aligned your thoughts in good, your words in good, and your deeds in good. When you've aligned yourself in your thoughts, words, and your deeds, physically, mentally, and spiritually, now you're in flow. And the key to this is to learn to do of doing of good every day the power of one person. When you recognize how powerful you are, nothing, nothing, Steve, can stop you and your energy of goodness, of pleasantness, of positive, powerful, purposeful. Nothing in the world can stop it. And right now, we need it more than ever, right? We have a joy deficit in the world. We can create a joy surplus. So I urge everybody, learn to love dog poop and tell your friends. They'll say, what are you talking about? He said, well, Steve Barrett had Barry Shore on, and he wants to tell the world to F you, capital N, capital N, and learn to love dog poop because each one of us makes a difference. The world can't continue without you being the best you. So let's bring your best. I love it. I love it. So if you have been listening to this podcast and you have enjoyed Barry, which is great. Barry is such a great storyteller and so generous and so animated. Um, make sure you check out his website, grab his book. You'll get some of these cards that we are talking about. Barry, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. You have been such a fun guest. Uh, let's do two things before we leave, Steve. I'm going to give you a hug in front of thousands of people and leave everybody with a blessing, okay? Perfect. So hug stands for heartfelt, unlimited giving. On the count of three. One, two, three. That is a great blessing from Stephen Barriers. Go forth, live exuberantly. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.